Welcome to the show. My name is Shay Dahlia. I'm the host and the producer, and I do every other task behind the Cuts and Biases podcast. Today's show is called Nice. It's a complicated word. The dictionary says that the word nice means agreeable, satisfactory, pleasant, polite, socially acceptable, Canadian. Well, it doesn't say Canadian, sorry, but that is the stereotype. Nice is a compliment. Nice hair. Nice shoes. You look nice today. It's a way to say goodbye after a brief encounter with a stranger. Have a nice day. It's also an expression of approval. For example, what's your podcast about? Anti-racism? Nice. When I do an episode, I put a lot of emotional labor into it. I need to go through all the feelings of what I'm trying to learn. To get there, I go through my own journey to come to my conclusions in it and to present you with information that's useful to you. When I was giving a friend an update on how it was coming along, I said something that made her pause, that she questioned, and we discovered that we use the word nice differently from each other, and it's based on our skin colors. I'm brown and she's white. I used nice in the term nice white people in the context of racism the way white and black anti-racism experts have done. And she has used the word nice as a feminist term for the nice white woman. When we realized that we didn't know about how the other person uses their phrase, I thought that maybe other people don't know either. So I invited her onto the show. She's not an expert. She hasn't written a book on it. She's a podcast guest that's an ordinary person trying to widen her understanding of humans. She self-admits that she, quote, has a long way to go. So do I. And that's why, as usual, I've packed today's show with facts and information that you can apply to your own life, whether you're a racialized person or white. Tracy spoke to me remotely from Victoria, BC, Canada. Do you want me to do a little introduction of myself? Go ahead, introduce yourself. Okay, and you can cut it out. I know, I can always cut it out. Well, um, <laughs> I just want to say thanks for having me on your podcast. My name is Tracy. We've been friends for a long time, and it's exciting to be here. The reason I'm here is because we were having a conversation a couple of weeks ago, and we got onto the subject of women being nice. Thank you for the introduction. Do you remember what I had said originally that made you say, that's kind of confusing? Well, the conversation we had a couple of weeks ago was, oh, she's using nice in a way that I hadn't really thought about it before. There's different ways to use that word, right? Mm -hmm. Different meanings. That's what I don't remember. I might have to think about this and add this in later. Then it would give people a context of why you said it was confusing. That doesn't make sense. Right. Oh, you know what? I think I wrote a note about it afterwards. Can you give me a second to look at my notes? See if I can find it. No worries. I'll just wait. You can go get a drink or something. I'm just going to stay right here. Don't move. Something might happen. In the meantime, here's some background on the word. The word is everywhere. According to a Jane Austen novel, it became ubiquitous in the early 1800s. In Northanger Abbey, a character complains that it's applied as praise to every subject. Well, because it's an innocuous word. Harmless. On the surface. It is. And nice in the 1800s also meant coy and reticent, such as acting demure or restraining what you say. Coy also means to avoid giving a complete answer. 
Back then, it was a feminine flirtation technique. And though we don't use the word that way anymore, you've seen that behavior in old movies. Today, those traits show up in niceness. It can be a way to disguise what you're really thinking or doing. I thought I took notes. Well, I know I did, but I can't find it right now. I'm adding a note here, a postscript. P.S. I read something out in which I was critical of nice white people. And when I say that, the word nice with white and people, I'm not saying that about every person that is white. I'm talking about a specific type and only about when they act a certain way. Like when they make microaggressions, perhaps unintentionally, I don't know. In the show, you'll hear more about this from a 19-year-old brown Canadian named Rashmi. She has her own understated way of dealing with people like this. Not because she's trying to be polite, but because... I don't want to get labeled as aggressive or like sensitive, too sensitive. Because, you know, that happens too when minorities speak up for ourselves. Like, oh, it's just a joke. Why are you being so sensitive? Ugh. An American study published in 2020 of student participants included one group in the American Northwest, which is a region that borders Canada. The research team found some of the highest levels of racial bias in the participants who agreed with the statement, a lot of minorities are too sensitive these days. That's from the study titled, The Measurement and Structure of Microaggressive Communications by White People Against Black People. I've noticed they wait for us to laugh at it too, laugh at those comments. They always expect it. From my own experience and from discussing it while doing the hair of people who are Indigenous, Black, or labeled people of color, some of the microaggressions are racist stereotypes, veiled in politeness. And if you say something about it, the nice white person pretends that they didn't do it. They act coy and flash a demure smile. They say, I was just asking a question. But psychotherapist Divya Kumar has said about such questions, they just wanted to figure out exactly how to judge us. End of quote. That's from her monologue, This Is My Home. The link is in the show notes at heyshay.com. H-E-Y-S-H-A-I. These are people who act nice, so other white people give them the benefit of the doubt. They're just being nice. Why can't you be nice back? It's quite infuriating, which is why I say nice white people in a sarcastic way. And Tracy didn't connect the word nice to the behavior of nice white people. For her, walking through life as a white woman, her term, nice white woman, is an aspirational value for some women who are cis and straight and traditional. What does nice mean to you? In my opinion, nice is kind of like a checklist. You have to be pleasant and you have to be polite and you have to be beautiful, be like perfect wife and an amazing mom and have a beautiful household. To my opinion, that's like a tool of patriarchy, a way of controlling. So it's got women focused on fulfilling this checklist, focusing on those qualities that are the ideal. So it is a way of social control. I think so, yeah. P.S. What first came to mind when she said that was Instagram and mom lifestyle influencers. And the other one that comes to mind is Kate Middleton, Prince William's wife. The idea of the nice woman is the woman who's focused on being non-threatening. When I was a kid, I remember fighting, physically fighting, and then they pull you apart. 
or you grab something from the other kid and you're told, be nice, play nice. Yes. So you have to suppress your natural reaction and fake it and be nice. We learned that very early then. This whole thing about being nice, maybe a little bit more applicable to the older generations, younger generations, younger parents and younger teachers are actually more sophisticated with kids now. So they're talking about having empathy, being considerate and being kind rather than just this whole nice thing, which is a handy shortcut, but it's also not very thoughtful. I think it is important to talk about the word nice, even if it's not done like that anymore. There's 80 years of people on this earth that still think like that. It's been conditioned in a lot of people that are controlling the world right now. I know. I think it's something that really needs to be unpacked, particularly by white women. Hopefully, the younger generations have a little bit easier time with it. They'll just have a different word that gives them a problem. (laughs) A well-meaning word that turns out really caused them mental anguish. (laughs) (laughs) Why is it that white women need to do that? Because I think we need to stop conditioning each other to focus on being perfect and sweet. So we have to unpack it because we were raised in it, kind of indoctrinated in it, because it's a distraction from being ourselves, a genuinely kind, empathetic person. But people who are being nice don't know they're being fake, do they? I don't know how conscious individual people are. But being nice is a superficial behavior. P.S. Well, I guess that I've been indoctrinated into some of that too. Having been born in a very white city, and so therefore born into it, And I went to white schools and had only white teachers. In school as a kid, I was very polite and quiet and shy and all that. And at home, I was expected to follow traditional Indian values. Another woman of Indian ancestry said, the word for us is good, good girl, as in obedient. Then when I left home, I wholeheartedly rejected all of that to be myself, but then ran into white women who follow Tracy's nice protocols and expect me to do it too. It's called tone policing, and Black women have spoken a lot about that. I'm not really getting an answer to why you said particularly white woman. The answer you're giving me could apply to any woman. So why particularly white woman? As a white woman, that's what I can say. I can't talk about women who aren't white, right? I thought of Meghan Markle compared to Kate Middleton. You feel like it's been conditioned for white women in a certain way? I think so, yeah. Okay. That was basically it for Tracy's definition of a nice white woman. I asked her for examples, but she said it doesn't really represent any one person. Being nice, it's kind of superficial. It's more like a tool than like a genuine character trait. So do you think that you're not being genuine with people of color because you're putting on the nice face? Some women probably do that, yeah. It brought to mind a dynamic that would show up sometimes when I'm a hairstylist. I said to Tracy, like the woman who's not coming to see me anymore, yay! (laughs) That tightness in the voice, you know? Yeah, you're free from it now. I'm free from it now. Yeah, it's a wonderful (laughs) feeling. It is so wonderful. (laughs) Just like it took Tracy a while to understand what I was saying about the nice white people, it took me some time to understand her concept and that it's really quite simple, but there must be more to it. So I put the racial lens on Kate and Meghan, on Kate Middleton and Meghan Markle, because when they both were royals, they both used nice as a tool. 
as they're told to by the institution of the royal family. And from that, I saw what she means about white women being socially conditioned in a certain way and the advantages that come with that. The media portrays Kate Middleton as not only a nice white woman, but the perfect nice white woman. When Meghan Markle was in a parallel role in the royal family and following her example, British tabloids attacked her, though she was doing exactly the same things that Kate was doing. And they got away with it because if Meghan said anything, there's a stereotype for that. The angry black woman. Fact. The Georgetown Law Center did a study on black women and girls titled Lived Experiences of Adultification Bias. This was about girls, but I think the same attitudes would continue into womanhood because it was from adults in authority positions. They found that adults see black girls as less innocent than white girls. Adults have less empathy for black girls and are twice more likely to discipline them for mistakes that a white girl would get sympathy for. Megan spoke out about tabloid racism and about racism in the royal family to Oprah last year. And after that, Kate continued to act fake nice and said nothing, remaining tight-lipped, a behavior that the average nice white person does on the topic of racism. I know it's royal protocol not to speak about anything that's controversial, but even before that Oprah interview, Kate attended a controversial dinner that had been debated in the British Parliament for months, Buckingham Palace's state dinner for an American president who prior to it called her sister-in-law Meghan nasty. So, who would you rather be, a nasty or a nice woman? Well, you don't have to be either because the Cambridge Dictionary doesn't define it as a woman. The definition in the Cambridge, Dic- <laughs> Cambridge Dictionary for nasty is mean, unpleasant, or offensive. And the example it provides is, he was a nasty man with never a kind word for anyone. Somebody there has a good sense of humor. That's the end of part one. In part two, you learn about the origin of the term nice white people and about having conversations about race, basically cultivating racial literacy. And Rashmi tells me about a teacher who was a nice white teacher. And Tracy is back. And then in part three, I talk about the phrase not nice and nice versus kind and what happened when someone quoted the racist word, the N-word, around people who are socially trained to be nice. Part three is also a creative anti-racism workshop, a mini class to help you prep for part four. Because in part four, I'll be talking about getting comfortable speaking up about racism when you hear it happening around you. By the end of this five-part educational series, you will be able to recognize racist microaggressions when they're happening and be able to call them out or stop yourself from doing it. You'll feel more confident in being racially literate. Basically, you'll have finished a mini course. I didn't start out intending it to be that. It isn't all intense. Some parts are funny. If after listening to all five parts, you feel like you still want to know more about how to do this to have the confidence in yourself, I do an implicit bias workshop. You can get a few interested friends together over video with me. I guide you through a creative visualized journey to get more insight. Details are on the website at heishay.com. H-E-Y-S-H-A-I. That's also where the show notes are for each episode. Part two is next of Nice, It's a Complicated Word.